Disclaimer: All opinions expressed by the speakers in the podcast are their personal opinions and do not reflect on the companies they represent. People who matter. A podcast by Beat Blogs. What a season we've had. I can't believe it. We're already in the very final episode of this wonderful season of season 5. We had some great guests across different areas of interest, areas of work, areas of expertise, and all of them had one mission in common, to share their perspectives with you, the audience, our listeners, our viewers. Thank you so much for making this season such a success. And today we are back again talking about a topic which is very close to all our hearts and definitely is the way people perceive what they will design, what they will think in terms of businesses and employment for the future. Well, if you don't believe me, just look outside your window. Aren't the temperatures rising way higher than what it was in the previous years? We've not even completed spring and summer is here in its full glory. Apart from this, do you think you prefer just working from home these days rather than commuting to office mainly because of poor transport options or not enough efficient ride hailing options available for you so you can get to your office in time and within the right kind of budget. Well, this is something that we're seeing as a huge change in consumer mindset. Today's consumer is more bothered about sustainability. I mean, am I buying sustainable products? Am I using a sustainable car, etc., and leaving lesser carbon footprint than ever before in the entire decade? These are important points, and these are some things that a lot of companies are taking note right now. Well, we have a game changer uh, that this particular mindset has begun, and we have someone who knows how to play that game really well. Welcome to the show, the co-founder of Blue Smart, Puneet Goyal. Uh, Blue Smart, as we all know, is India's largest EV ride-hailing service and India's largest network of EV charging super hub infrastructure. Having raised over USD 80 million dollars in venture capital, being backed by BB Ventures, Blue Smart is on a mission for sure. And what is this mission? It is to decarbonize mobility in mega cities of India. They've already served over 4.8 million all-electric trips to customers, and they've also covered over 155 million zero-emission kilometers since their launch. Wow, that's an impressive number. Well, if that's not a feather in their cap, imagine their rating is 4.9 on five on both Android as well as iOS. Yes, you can go and check that right away and confirm. Puneet himself has been also the founder and co-founder of PLG Power and PLG Photovoltaic. and he's received several awards and accolades for his work both from the indian and the uk governments let's understand the future of mobility and ride hailing in india welcome to the final episode of season 5 puneet goel hello puneet and welcome to the people who matter podcast hi bhargavi it's great to be here look forward to speaking absolutely i mean you're in a business which is making a lot of people interested again in traveling in in ride hailing in mobility and uh, this is a business that a lot of people are looking as the future of the way people would probably be commuting in india or worldwide so there's a lot of responsibilities on your shoulders and i'm sure you're handling them very capably but do tell us this how do you see the situation in india today is india ready for ev mobility because i know you operate out of a couple of cities in india today so are we ready for electric vehicle mobility flows yours Yeah, absolutely, Bhargavi. I think we are absolutely ready, and we have no option. If you see India as a country, eighty-five percent of all the crude oil imports that we have today, we import it, um, and there's a lot of dependence on uh, on import of fuel in India. India is still sustainable in terms of energy generation 
whether it's coal, wind or solar or hydro. Correct. Correct. So we have, um, uh, you know, self-sustainability or self-reliance uh, in terms of energy generation. Right. But in terms of crude oil import, we absolutely depend on other countries. True, true. And if you see countries like India or Southeast Asia or countries in Southeast Asia, India or China for that matter, our consumption of energy is only going to go up because yes. we are in the growth phase and most of the economies in the Western world, you know, probably who have reached, uh, you know, a saturation in yeah. our case is different, right? We are yeah. absolutely growing. Yeah. So we fundamentally believe that the energy requirements uh, and the energy consumption uh, per capita is going to substantially go up. Right. Uh, and for those reasons, we fundamentally believe that there has to be a radical shift in how we generate energy and how we consume energy. And uh, transportation, uh, right. we fundamentally believe, and there is a report also by McKinsey that uh, that India's transportation sector will uh, rapidly grow over the next ten years as India transforms or transitions or grows from a three point four trillion dollar economy yes. in twenty twenty three to a eight point five trillion dollar economy by twenty thirty two. Some are saying twenty thirty five, some are saying twenty thirty two. Yeah. But nevertheless, in ten to twelve years, India will rapidly grow to a 8.5 trillion dollar economy mm-hmm. that will be on the back of massive investments in energy infrastructure transportation logistics um and uh, and and the entire mobility landscape will be rebuilt uh, in the in the next 10 years and i think a lot of that will be on the back of clean fuels mm. uh, you know so you we are seeing a lot of cleaner fuels uh, now being uh, introduced by the government uh, you know there's a massive massive scope for contribution from the ev sector from the right. hydrogen sector right. and evs fundamentally are very safe um, yeah. they are zero emission vehicles right uh, they don't produce any emissions uh, uh, they, there's no ta- uh, i mean uh, there's no, zero emission right so uh, there's zero tailpipe emission uh, and the energy that we use today to charge or power these evs is from the central grid mm. and the central grid of india today is 62 percent powered by coal okay. and 38 percent powered by um, by clean energy or renewable energy mm-hmm. and that is shifting um, with each passing year we believe that that number will change to nearly 50 50 oh, and at some point uh, 40 60 where okay. uh, renewable energy will overtake uh, most of the new energy generation uh, projects in india so we fundamentally believe that india is absolutely ready over the next two to three years we'll have to make substantial investments yeah. in creating yeah. ev infrastructure enabling the ev ecosystem growth which means more and more charging stations Yes, that means that that lead to a lot of EV adoption where manufacturers yeah. will be manufacturing more and different models of EVs for consumers to buy them. Mm-hmm. And there will be a big role of shared mobility platforms uh, like ride hailing companies like Blue Smart, uh, public transportation platforms, electric buses, electric mm-hmm. scooters, electric motorcycles, electric rickshaws. I think all modes of transportation will be playing a very pivotal role Um in the EV adoption, and like we saw in the telephony sector or the or the mobile phone sector, yeah. it took India about 25, 30 years to absolutely transition from zero yeah. mobile phones to now nearly 850 million to 900 million connections. Correct. Uh, in a country of 1.4 billion people, so we will see also over the next 20, 25 years, uh, most of people, uh, probably majority, 70, 80 percent of people in living in mega cities of India, right. where the cost of uh, cost of other fuels is substantially going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, in circa 2018-17, the cost of CNG mm-hmm. in India was about 37-36 rupees a kg. Right. Now, or, or probably about 46 cents per, per kg. Now, the cost has gone up to nearly about $1.10 per kg. Mm-hmm. So, there has been a substantial increase in the cost of 
CNG, which was a go-to fuel for right. for 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 the taxi industry or right. or public transportation. Yeah. Yes, and uh, and we saw that the cost of um, petrol also went up from seventy-two rupees a liter right. in India to nearly hundred six rupees a liter just in the last three years, despite the pandemic one, two, and three. So we fundamentally believe that India is absolutely ready, and we have no option. But yeah. I think we have to work as a society along with the government, state. a uh, private and uh, public companies are getting together and probably you know uh, rolling out uh, uh, ev models and uh, and uh, and and platforms like blue smart also have a massive massive role to play in the ev adoption uh, journey yeah. yes absolutely i mean i think you hit the nail on the head i'm sorry to put such a heavy question right at the beginning to you but uh, i think this is a very pertinent question because even today a lot of people are on the edge you know when you for example as a consumer if i have to compare apple to apple i'm i'm budgeting say for every month in terms of my taxi or ride hailing services that i take to go to office and things like that and i try to see a cost of a basic trip from point a to point b in one ride hailing app then i go to the other and then i also come to blue smart so i feel that i think as a service and as a customer i'm getting the best service in blue smart because of the fact that a confirmed ride is a confirmed ride and there's no hidden cost there's no surcharge it's all given to me beforehand so i know for sure that this taxi guy will be there for me in a good looking well maintained car to pick me up from point a and drop me in point b so i'm loving the experience as someone living in a mega city in india but do you think this is an option that will be soon a reality for a lot of our friends in tier 2 tier 3 tier 4 yeah absolutely bhargavi so our thought process has been very clear that uh, majority of ride hailing revenues uh, come from three top cities in india which is delhi and cr bangalore and mumbai right they contribute or Make for about seventy percent of India's ride-hailing and mobility market. Right. Given that nearly two fifty million people live in and around these three mega clusters, um, and if we add other three cities, which are Chennai, uh, Hyderabad, and Calcutta, then about eighty-six percent of India's ride-hailing and mobility market okay. lives uh, or 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 is in these six clusters, which are which are mega clusters. And we fundamentally believe that mega cities have mega challenges and mm. mega issues. Um, and uh, there's a lot of disparity obviously in mobility uh, if we see most of the revenues of the other two ride hailing platforms also comes from mega cities and mega right. cities are mega challenges mega issues and that was needed to be solved uh, time is money and right. time the only commodity or resource that you can't buy more of is time and i think people living in mega cities of india have all the money uh, but they don't have the time correct and everybody wants to be on time and they are looking for, and they all are looking for reliable mobility as an option so besides the ev theme on which we on which we were building and are building blue smart the idea from day one was to provide a safer cleaner more reliable more affordable ride hailing service to consumers so that they can make use of the finite number of time they have in a day and so we launched uh, industry first products of zero ride denials and zero surge pricing and our and our thought process is very clear that we should scale across go deep and go wide in delhi ncr which has got a population of 46 million which is equivalent to or more than the population of spain as a country or ukraine as a country um, um and that's a huge population of 46 million given that spain's population is 45 million ukraine is 44 yeah uh, bangalore and bombay if we combine then more than 100 million people or 150 million right. people live in these uh, mega uh, clusters and our thought process is over the next 2 3 years to scale across delhi and cr mumbai and bangalore then add other three uh, mega cities like calcutta hyderabad and and chennai and then obviously look forward to go west 
maybe in the MENA region or or also launch in, in the UK. But uh, current short-term, mid-term focus is to scale across six mega cities of India over the next four to five years. Then maybe there is a lot of incoming interest that Blue Smart gets today from uh, tier two cities mm. for the franchisee part. But you fundamentally believe that in tier two cities, the transportation modes could be different. Okay. And uh, see, India is a massive country and every yeah. city is very different. Yeah. Uh, when we were studying mobility, we saw that it's not only in the landscape of India, but also in the US mm. or also in the UK. Uh, the big mega city clusters with transportation is a challenge is obviously in the US, Chicago, SF Palo Alto Belt or the Bay Area, mm-hmm. Los Angeles and New York, where the mode of transportation is very different. And other parts of US, the mode of transportation right. is very different. Right. People can take any other mode of transportation. But but in these mega cities, we firmly believe that uh, a good cab ride hailing service, a good bus service or a good metro service will, will probably uh, be be of immense help mm. to consumers. And and since we are in the public transportation space, we want to currently stick to uh, to, to to building or rebuilding good solid public transportation in, in mega cities of India. Got it. Got it. I think that's fantastic because uh, it's good to know that you know the the penetration of electric vehicles as general as as uh, as a category of transportation is just going beyond you know our basic ride hailing or our car based services and it's going out today to like you said earlier in your earlier answer about buses about autos about uh, scooters and bikes e bikes and things like that there's so many different variations of the sector growing and growing in the country that i think um, potential is immense especially in the next coming decades that you know we're all going to be a part of uh, for sure. So um, I wanted to bring you to an important, very, very interesting quote that, you know, I, I read a couple of days back when I was just have watching an interview. So it was Reed Hastings, uh, you know, founder, co-founder of Netflix. And somebody asked him, you know, who, what is your biggest competition today? Do you think it's Amazon Prime and it's, you know, all the other regional uh, super OTTs of countries? And he was like, you won't believe it, but sleep is my competitor. So the minute someone's not watching Netflix, I mean, that eight hours where they're sleeping and they're not watching Netflix or they're not catching a Netflix show, uh, that is my competition. And that's what I need to you know, engage with, make better content, which takes. So as a human resource professional, I know today work from home is a huge fad. A lot of people are preferring work from home, staying in and, you know, like the efficiency is increasing, optimization of time and reduction of meetings, lesser carbon footprint, etc. while before stepping out. So uh, somewhere I feel for any kind of ride hailing app, including an EV ride hailing app or, or even for vehicles, I think this work from home or this idea of people now knowing that they can be in their natives and work or in the big cities, work from home is probably going to be a big challenge uh, for this segment as well. So your comments on that. Yeah, Bhargav, you absolutely, uh, you know, good thoughts around that. And we we saw that uh, during the pandemic, a lot of people prefer to do that. Yes. Uh, you know, ride hailing is is absolutely essential. All my life as a child, I've been using ride hailing service to to commute to, to various places. Growing up, obviously, we didn't have access to cars and, uh, you know, in the family. And we always used ride hailing services, um, uh, although traditional cab hailing services like normal cabs, where you can probably hail a cab. Yeah, your hand. yeah. So that's called ride hailing. Uh, without the app, obviously. And we believe that public transportation has an immense role to play for the growth of a city. And uh, mobility is of key essence for the growth of economy because people move out, they go to schools, they go to colleges, they go to attend meetings, uh, they, uh, they go out to airports, they go out to railway stations, they go out for, for adventure, they go out for for shopping. And I'm sure a lot of these activities cannot be done sitting at home. Yes. So we fundamentally believe that although being at home or being at a location for stationary purposes 
uh, leads to efficiency, but that's also for finite period because mm-hmm. people don't work 24 hours a day. They also do other things. They travel and they and they go to education establishments and they go to offices. A lot of government um, people obviously need to report to offices. Police right. needs to go to, you know, I mean, so we fundamentally, uh, my, my view is that uh, while work from home or work from office, both are great mm-hmm. in terms of saving time, but uh, everybody needs to travel. Uh, if they live in a mega city because things are far away and you need to probably uh, get to different parts of uh, the city. So my thought process is Blue Smart is great and ride hailing is great. Ride hailing is absolutely ne- essential for people who work from home, right. work from office uh, or, or work from anywhere for that matter. Because when you live in a mega city, you need to get out, right? So yes. uh, you, you need to probably, if you live in a ho- hometown or small town, then probably you may not get out anywhere for all your life. But if you live in a mega city, you need to get out for something or the other sure. few times a week. And that, that few times a week really adds up. Ah. And so we fundamentally believe that for growth of mega cities, um, uh, public transportation and uh, and reliable public transportation is going to play a very, very important role. And BlueSmart is one of the contributors uh, of that reliable public transportation. Amazing. Well-fielded. <laughs> all right. So uh, this takes me again to another interesting space. I think all of us have been seeing this news of, you know, the sudden discovery in Kashmir that's happened, which is going to help the electric vehicle market very, very well. I'm, of course, talking about the discovery of lithium. And uh, this is like a buzz thing. A lot of people are talking about it. We don't know how much of this is going to be developed, how much is actually going to be productively used, uh, you know, when it comes out, etc. So do you think something like this will change the way India is perceived as a front runner in the global EV market? Yeah, that's great for India as a country uh, and also for great for Asia uh, in terms of consumption. If uh, we have just discovered that we may have these kind of deposits uh, in India, uh, but I think uh, the next step will be to actually mine and do sustainable mining so that uh, we can actually reach the final product, also ensure that the areas around are not impacted by the mining. So I think there'll be a lot of step-by-step process, but it absolutely gives a tremendous sense of confidence to India as a country that the reliance on import of lithium or from other countries will probably be you know uh will will be will will not be there anymore and we have self-reliance in availability of lithium i also read that iran just discovered a massive uh, you know source of lithium more than india so i think asia as a continent uh is now more secure than ever Mm. with new findings of lithium in india iran obviously china had some yeah, sources of lithium confirmed long back. And, and and that's great for the Asian economy because in Asia, I think, uh, will be requiring a lot of it because the EV adoption largely yes. uh, because of the cost disparity in terms of alternate fuel very, is very a lot in, in Asia, right? So, right. And, and the consumption is going to be a lot in Asia as well because a lot of Asian countries are in the growth phase right now. And mm-hmm. over the next 10, 15 years, we'll see, or 20 years, 25 years, we'll see a lot of Asian economies rapidly grow. Absolutely, and, and I think I think it's, it's it's a huge benefit to Asia as a continent, uh, and uh, maybe India can help out its neighbors as well. Besides, uh, besides the self-consumption that India itself. Sure, absolutely. I think that definitely is a very exciting news for all of us here in India, especially when we're looking at, you know, the future, the next decade of being something where India rules in a lot of different segments when it comes to business categories. This news has just come as a welcome thing, even for the Valley. And I'm sure the development there would generate more jobs, it'll generate more peace, hopefully uh, more productivity everywhere, for sure. So that's fantastic. And with that, I'll take you to the last question. We have a lot of our listeners who are aspirational entrepreneurs. A lot of them are students and they're looking to start up, you know, when they're in 
their college or in their final year and things like that. So you've done your rounds of fundraising and you've done your rounds of investor pitching. And this is a very important part of startup life, which people don't teach you in schools and colleges. And this is something only that you learn in firsthand experience or from mentors that you meet in the market. So is there any tips that you'd want to share with our young entrepreneurs who are just coming out and have these big dreams and they want to do something great with their ideas? I think, uh, yeah, so the first thing for me that probably continues to work out uh, and, uh, you know, I've been probably still trying to get better there is doing a lot of research. I think any topic that you choose, you need to put in immense amount of research and continuous research day in, day out basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, yearly basis, and uh, continue to upgrade your knowledge or upskill yourself uh, and try and find out more about it, about the subject, so that probably you can probably do it better for yourself and also try and serve the community with your uh, with your with your with your topic that you choose. Second, obviously, will be for me resilience and and, and perseverance as an entrepreneur, um, or as a founder, or as a startup builder, or or as somebody starting any business for that matter. You need you will you will have good days and bad days. Of course. Uh, and so we should not really enjoy our highs or should, should feel bad during our low times. Right. And probably you know and just probably be consistent throughout. Um, in my past entrepreneurial journeys prior to founding co-founding Blue Smart, I've also built three more energy yes. startups and where I also had my fair shares of ups and downs. And the lesson that I learned from myself from my own ventures from my own successes and failures is to obviously keep going. Yeah. Because I think it's it's a, a journey. Life is long, journey should be long, the entrepreneurial journey also should be long term and you have to consistently be consistent, uh, go through all the perseverance and, and persistence that you need to go through as an entrepreneur and uh, just keep your head down and keep going, uh, keep learning and uh, but do a lot of research so that you are, you know, you are confident yeah. uh, about the subject and at some point in life you can probably, uh, you know, uh, provide uh, you know, a support to other people also with your own learnings oh. and with your own experience. So I think these are three, four things or five things that uh, that has kept me going and I'm sure also has kept going other, uh, you know, have been successful. I mean, all other successful people also probably uh, depend on these three, four things. Sure. Uh, and so, so that's my small little advice to uh, to everyone listening. Thank you so much for that. And with that, we come to the end of segment one. I did it my way. All right, welcome back to segment two. This is called I Did It My Way. Well, here the guest shares an anecdote or an experience from their journey of following their gut instinct in situations where probably the whole world stood against them and told them this is a bad idea, but they did it anyway. So, Puneet, over to you. We'd love to know a situation like this, an anecdote from your life of building this company or any other. Yeah, thank you, Bhargavi. So, yeah, I think from day one... Uh... Uh, when we started uh, building the company, the whole idea was to build an energy infrastructure and mobility company. Uh, and we wanted to put the three pieces of the puzzle together, right. try and build out a full stack, born electric, energy infrastructure, mobility company, build mm -hmm. out EV charging stations and, and electric cars and, and in the ride hailing space and also build out large EV charging stations. So it was a very full stack approach that we had from day one and we started sharing our ideas or pitching our ideas to investors or to mm -hmm. mentors or to people and probably nobody believed that you can do this because prior to blue smart there were two aggregator platforms in india who used right. to aggregate connect customers with drivers driver customers uh, and that is the kind of platform that existed in india nobody really believed in the asset heavy and full stack approach right um but we came up with this idea back in uh 
I, I came up with this idea back in October 2018 and I wrote a white paper and I pitched it to my co-founder and Mol Jaggi who really believed in this vision and I said that let's do it together right. and uh, and the journey obviously was tough for us because it was something that has not happened before. Yeah. Um, it was great and heartening to see uh, and, and really really amazing to see that PitchBook wrote a report in September 21 that the future yeah. of ride hailing is fully electric full stack yeah. and asset heavy so yeah. what we thought three years ago yeah. What validated globally and there was another similar platform which was born in the US and is scaling rapidly now. So our founding tenets of uh, going full stack, asset heavy, fully electric um, to change the EV ride healing space and to change, to change the energy infrastructure space was really validated. Yeah. Um, so we met a lot of naysayers along the way, but obviously we, 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 we were not really impacted because we knew what we were building was right. necessary for India as a country. Right. And and our mission was to decarbonize mobility for the better, you know, for for a better future. So so we were on our path, and and we stuck to what our thought process were, uh, or thoughts were, and then and then we were badly hit by the pandemic, yes. uh, and where everything shut down. Mobility was a word nobody wanted to hear, and like you men- mentioned some time back, that people prefer working from home, yes. and and all these kind of things. But but we were still uh, clear about our thought process that the world is moving, Earth is moving. The entire uh, planetary system is moving. Everything, the universe is moving, and so people in on Earth will also move for for right. for for life over the years, over over hundreds of millennia or hundreds of years or centuries. People have been moving from one city to another. You yeah. need to move. Humans cannot stay still. I mean, it's yeah. it's not as for our evolution to happen or growth to happen. You have to move around, right. and transportation is going to play a very very important role in growth of any country or or, or any economy. With those kind of, uh, you know, thought processes and vision and mission, we continue to stay on our path. And uh, whether it was the pandemic or, you know, the naysayers, whoever we met along the way, we continue to be on our path uh, of a larger vision and a larger mission. And that's, and, and, we're, sticking, and we're sticking to that right now as well. Right. Uh, you know, uh, and, our, and we will not be probably impact, be impacted by, anybody's thoughts because we believe in our thoughts right uh, and uh, and uh, yeah so i think that's that's uh, that's been really helpful for us no that's fantastic and how well articulated thank you for sharing that and uh, i'm sure it must have been a tough time to get through the pandemic with everybody's you know being a naysayer but you stuck to your guts and you did it your way anyway so thank you for sharing that fire away pwm style all right, we're back with our favorite and our very last segment of the finale episode of the People Who Matter podcast season five with Puneet. So Puneet, just to tell you the rules, actually there aren't any rules, but just the basic ones. We're going to throw three or four statements to you and we won't give you too much time to think. So it's, we're going to say a statement. There might be a fill in the blank or there might be a choice. Uh, and you just go ahead and say the first thing that comes to your mind. The idea is to know the man behind the brand. And uh, the idea is to humanize the brand itself. So that is uh, this very last segment called Fire Away. And here we are firing away with you. All right. Statement one. The biggest city in India with growth potential today is? Delhi NCR. Ah, Are you being loyal? No, no. It is actually the largest uh, market uh, for consumer side and also for mobility and for everything. No, no. I I just... Our our research says that. Our our data tells us that. Ah, okay. All right. All right. No, uh, no. Delhi also has the largest airport in India. So the That's largest true. airport. Yeah. That is true. That is true. No, I'm a Bangalorean. So, you know, I take all these things yeah. very personally. I think Bangalore comes second and, and then uh-huh. Mumbai comes third. 
<laughs> okay, we'll agree. Although I'm from Mumbai, so if I have to patronize okay. uh, or patronize, I should I should be patronizing Mumbai. Mumbai, yeah, 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 that's true. All right, okay, then it's a fair answer. I'll give it to you. All right, next one. My ideal way of winding down after a long day is. Yeah, good one. I think uh, watching uh, the uh, currently I'm watching. Um, Uh, the episode of Bill Gates, uh, what's in yeah. his brain? Uh, so inside the Bill's brain, it's called inside Bill's brain. I've been, I've been oh, nice! Doing that for the last two weeks. Oh, that that's a that's a good one. You're gonna love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also uh, I, my ideal way of winding down is listening to ABBA. I listen to uh-huh. uh, uh, all the songs of ABBA. They are my favorite. So I oh, go okay. on after three calls, back to back investor calls, when I'm zapped, I go on YouTube and I start ABBA in background music so that I can probably. just okay. uh, yeah oh that's amazing have you seen them live in action i mean they keep they used to keep touring india at one point of no, time so that was before my birth i think they stopped uh, uh, their band uh, together abba i think uh, as a band stopped the the music okay. as, as as a group in 84 yeah. i born in, i was born in 1984 so oh, okay. but 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 the music is uh, you know it's, it's like it's, it's amazing so, it's forever Absolutely. Great. That's such a nice way to wind down for sure. All right, next one. I would rather spend my time doing dash than go and raise funds. Well, I've been fundraising all this while, so the only thing I've been doing is fundraising. <laughs> Even in my sleep I've been fundraising. <laughs> yeah, but uh, What would your heart desire? What would you like to do if you weren't doing this? I think even my dreams I'm fundraising right oh, now. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what I should be doing. I think I think if I would not be fundraising I would not be doing anything. All right. Okay. You'll just be like probably peace and peace out and listening to abba and chilling. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Okay. And the very last one. The car I have right now in my garage is dash It's an electric I'm... car. Uh it's an electric car. It's uh, it's made by MG Motors. It's called MG ZSV. Oh, nice, that's a good car. And what my next Thank buy is going to be? Dash. Well, another electric car. If probably the time is right, and uh, and uh, maybe an electric Jaguar or or an electric uh, Tesla. I think whenever uh, the right time comes in India next. Absolutely, absolutely. When the service centers are ready to support our Tesla cars, that'd be beautiful. Yes, yes, that'd be great. Absolutely. But great. With that, we end the session with you. So we had a great time chatting with you, Puneet. How was your experience on the People Who Matter podcast? It it was it was absolutely amazing, and thank you so much, Bhargavi, for inviting me today. No, absolutely. I've been wanting to do this for some time, as I said in my introduction as well. And I'm so glad the stars have aligned and our schedules matched, and we were able to do that today. Thank you, thank you so much, Bhargavi. You know, absolutely. All right. I hope you had as much fun and interesting episode as we did with Puneet today. If you want to catch this entire season filled with amazing, amazing guests and their perspectives, including this episode, you can do just that. You can go to our channel on YouTube called B Blogs and People Who Matter Podcast, or you can catch the People Who Matter Podcast on any of your audio streaming platforms like Spotify, GeoSavan, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you catch your podcast from. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for all the listens. Thank you for all the love and all the suggestions for the kind of guests we need to bring in uh, for this platform. And to all the budding entrepreneurs organizations out there who want to get featured on the People Who Matter podcast, you can look me up. I'm Bhargavi Swami on LinkedIn, and you can connect. And we can definitely see if we can find a spot for you for the next upcoming season of the People Who Matter podcast. Until then, you can follow me as Bhargavi Swami on LinkedIn, and I'm Creator underscore Be on Instagram. So have a great, great year ahead. 
happy final closing of the year to everyone and all the best to all of us who are here in the business and the corporate space. And until next time, keep those headphones on. People Who Matter podcast produced by B Plogs. Podcast concept and created by Bhargavi Swami. Sound engineering and creatives, Aniket Singh. People Who Matter, a podcast by B Plogs.